So I'm so excited about this episode with my friend Matt Vanner. Matt is a a personal trainer, but you know he does so much. He's got certifications in yoga, Olympic weightlifting, HIT, CrossFit. He's even helped people train for bodybuilding competitions. Very holistic approach to fitness. I've been training with him for a few years. I've pulled some of my friends in. And I think he has a lot of knowledge and information to help anybody wherever they're at, whether they're first time wanting to go to the gym and don't know where to start, super intimidated, or someone who's maybe stuck, busy career, kids at home, and doesn't know how to fit their personal health into their busy life. I think you're going to get a lot out of this podcast. So this is Money Hole Podcast with Matt Vanner. Thanks for watching. This is the Money Hole Podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, and download. Today, I'm here with my good friend and personal trainer, Matt Van Ert. Chris, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. I'm glad you made it. So, <clears throat> first podcast? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be fun, man, because I've been thinking about this for a long time. We call it Money Hole, and I don't know where exactly this conversation fits into it, but I think it's a one worth having because... I have so many friends right now that are either doing the 75 hard or not happy with the way they feel and the way they look. And I think you know more than most because of your experience, how much the way that we feel affects every area of our life. Absolutely. And I've struggled with weight and being unbalanced my entire life. And so I have firsthand experience of eating too many carbs and you know not loving the way I feel or look in the mirror. Sure. And so I, I just wanted to have you in here to talk a little bit about that. So when did we start working out together? Oh, man. It's been a couple of years now. I think it was around the time of COVID. Yep. Yep. Right before that. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people moved into home gyms around that time. Yeah. That was great. Uh, great opportunities and great tragedy. You know, a lot of people really took ownership of their health. And I think it was great how you talked about how you look and how you feel being so connected. Mm-hmm. Not just physical appearance, like most people think, but when you're moving, you feel better, especially those winter months when you're trapped inside getting out, whether you can get a dumbbell or a kettlebell or just move your body out in the sun. So important for people's mental health, for their energy, um, just for their joy, for yeah. their health. It's needed very much. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I want people to hear, because you walked in here and the first thing that Fab said was that you obviously look like you work out. That's not exactly what he said, but that's what he said. <laughs> and a lot of people look at someone like you who is very fit and they just, I, at least for me, like I have had this idea that maybe you've always looked like that. It comes easy for you. You must do something that I could never do because I work hard and have little kids at home. I know that's not the truth now. And so what was your journey to being as committed to fitness as you are now, because I know that you haven't always been this way. And at some point you were sick and tired of how you felt mm -hmm. and you did something about it. And now you've stayed this way for a long time, which is, you know, equally as important as, as I think making the changes, staying that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. You know, when I was younger, I was always active to some degree, you know, I do soccer, football, high school, all that stuff mm -hmm. that everyone else does. But um, committed, 
that's a whole different thing, right? It's easy to go out when you're with your friends and you know, you're out there Friday night and everyone's having a good time and cheering you on and stuff. It's a lot harder when all that goes away and you have a family and kids and all those other things that come into yep. it. Um, so actually I first started wanting to get into more directed, focused, goal-driven fitness opportunities. Um, a little bit after high school, I really wanted to put on some weight. I was a skater kid, little punk kid, just skating around, probably about 160 pounds. What do you weigh right now? Uh, closer to 220. Oh boy. That's, so a, that's a big difference. It, it is a huge yeah. difference. And it's funny because when I was at 160, I wasn't one of those kids who could eat anything either. I was, I was skinny fat, yeah. you know, I ate like hot pockets and skated around and did everything wrong, you know? So, uh, There's something wrong with hot pockets. I thought you said that was on my meal plan. We'll <laughs> talk know, about that later. We'll talk about, yeah, no, we, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I remember going like, where the heck do I start though? Right. Wow. Like, like anyone else turned to the goat, turned to Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, and looked at some of his stuff where he recommended gallon of milk a day and all these other things. And, and hot I dogs. Look in the hot dogs. Oh, yeah. I did. I told you, I, I was trying desperately <laughs> to gain weight, skating around. Hot dogs and milk. Hot dogs. That's how you win. Schwarzenegger contest. Or That's how you get it. acne and bloating. That's what I learned on there. Trying so desperately going, geez, man, I thought this is what you did. This is coming from the top guy. I'm doing it. And it was not working. The only thing I felt was sluggish brain fog. I felt awful. I really did. Um, and I felt that first wave of frustration. I felt upset because it seemed like the more I looked for information, the more confusing it got. Yeah, And that's something I've really carried with me to my clients is this understanding of like, wow, people can be trying as hard as they can. And sometimes it's just what's available that makes things really difficult. So when I first started uh, getting into that Arnold stuff, it wasn't going so well for me, but I continued and I kept trying to push through. And that was about the time I had my, uh, I was pregnant with my first child there. Um, How old were you? 25. Okay. And how old are you now? Uh, almost 35. Okay. Yeah. So 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so we started, uh, well, you know, pregnancy cravings. I was right there being a supportive partner. And mm -hmm. so we'd go and she wanted Ben and Jerry's. We get the Ben and Jerry's. We wanted chips. We get chips. And, uh, pretty soon it wasn't gaining weight. There was a problem for me. It was keeping it off. Okay. I ended up going in the course of that nine months that she was pregnant. I gained almost as much as my partner. So I went up from, uh, I went from 160, 70 ish all the way up to about 235. And it was, you're a big boy. Oh, it was all here. Yep. And all the stress here and everywhere else, we don't want it. Right. And so that's when I really thought, oh man, my health, I've got a kid coming. I don't feel healthy. I've been doing these things that are bodybuilder knowledge or whatever, you know, bro science. The best information that you knew at the time. Exactly. Yep. So I decided I must need more information. I got, uh, six subscriptions to magazines. I got three tailored to men, three tailored more to women and tried to see the differences, the similarities, and just as much knowledge as I could. Um, I also started working at that time to go towards my, um, certification for personal training. I saw the value in exercise. I wanted to be around a long time for my daughter and really improve my health and actually learn from a set program of educated people, what to do with my body. So your motivation was that you, like, it sounds like to me, having a child was a big motivator for you. You realized that 
at the rate you were going that you weren't going to, you know, bare minimum, you weren't going to have the energy and be able to show up at home after work feeling good. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also wanted to be around for a while. And so that was really kind of, it sounds like to me, one of the catalysts or turning points for you where you started to really want to take this serious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, gaining that much weight and having it not be good mass to start developing sleep apnea, things like that. And I just realized how quick your health can get away from you. And that's really all you have. So tell me like the, the, the journey, like when did you become fit and like, what was that first time after all of this had happened where you realized, wow, like I've really transformed my body. Man, have you ever set a goal that you thought on paper would be fairly easy to achieve if you followed the steps only to find out there's probably 10 or more steps in there that you didn't know about? I felt like that was part of my journey there is, you know, there's a 12 week, 12 step, whatever programs they come out with. And unfortunately, um, most of them are one size fits all, right? Mm -hmm. We're all individuals. So <laughs> that I transform spot was actually a pretty frustrating journey. You know, I went up to that 235 or so, and I really wanted to be back down under 200. And the first time I wanted to do that, you know, I had been working with my certification. I'd been working with clients already at this point, working my way down to 200, but I thought I need something to motivate me. I need a deadline. I need a reason why I can say, I don't need those fries. Okay. I guess I'll walk something a little more than just the abstract. You're going to die someday down there. Yeah. So at the time I went to the owner of the gym who did meal plans. Um, I was also doing them at the time, but I thought, you know, I've got no ego. I can go to him. I can learn from someone above me, get all the knowledge I can Mm -hmm. make things easy, stand on the shoulders of giants. And so I go to him and I'm trying to go from 235 to 200. I buy this meal plan from him, which consisted of me meeting him for about three minutes. He asked me my height and weight. I think I used the same guy. Yeah, I think you did. (laughs) And uh, he printed out a piece of paper for me, just one page, charged me like 500 bucks for, and if anybody's done a typical bodybuilder meal, you can guess chicken, rice, broccoli, maybe some oatmeal, scoop away, some tilapia fish for dinner. And I thought, okay. You know, maybe this is it. Maybe this is a secret formula and I'm starting to walk out and another guy at the gym approaches me and he goes, Hey, you're a trainer here. I've seen you work with people. I think you're great. I want you to do a meal plan for me. Uh, I actually just bought one from the owner of the gym, but I don't feel confident in it. Can I show you? So he pulled out a piece of paper he got from the same guy and he was 160 pounds trying to gain weight to 200 and side by side, they were the exact same paper. Gotcha. So, so from there, you, I want to just, for the sake of time, like get to a couple of these key moments, because when I met you back in, gosh, it had to have been 2016, 17, roughly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always known you as being one of the fittest guys in the gym. Anytime I went to that gym and I saw you, I was like, that guy is committed. He's healthy. Like you just always... You were never like too big and you you just always looked like a very healthy guy. And I haven't seen you really falter from that. You know, I've seen you over 
I've seen you when you're trying to build and I've seen you cutting for shows and whatnot. I guess what I wanted to, to know specifically is like, do you remember a time where you finally got to a place? I know that there's all these different levels of health. Like you can be 10% body fat or 3% body fat, but that time where you're like, I know for sure that this is my lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. And you had the confidence that I'm not going back to that guy yeah. that was 230 pounds. Yeah. Do you remember that season and what that was like? Yeah. So preparing for my first show, I decided I had a deadline. I'm going to do it. Uh, I made sure to announce it to everyone. So I'd have accountability and plenty of people at the gym would give me crap if I didn't do it. And I did. I dedicated those three months hard. I went in, got the best shape ever. And you know, one of the most memorable moments from that is I remember one day just walking and going, I feel nice. I feel like something's missing. It was weird. I never noticed that I carried around this heaviness with me and this like sluggishness. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I eliminated certain things from my diet that I noticed that I've been bloated. I've had some stomach distress. I've had different things that I've carried with me that I always just thought was normal. You know, that Thanksgiving feeling where you feel like, oh, yeah, I I thought that was like every meal. I thought that was just normal digestion. And it wasn't until I eliminated a lot of things that I felt so much better. I thought I look better and I don't want to go back to feeling like crap. I'm sharper mentally. This is something I want to hang on to. Yeah. Um, And so you're right. There'd be times where I'd want to build back up, you know, work on imbalances and stuff, little injury, repair, recover, heal. Um, but I always told myself, you know, I'm never going back to size 34 pants. If I ever hit that size, I'm going back down. Um, that's my size. Just so you know, and you're never going back up (laughs) all the way down. And so that's what it is for me. I I set that goal and I felt better. I recognized it. And then with the health, when I started diving into more than just lifting weights, you know, your posture, your breathing, your sleep the shoes you wear, everything's been transformed through that little bit at a time into taking over my whole lifestyle. You know, I've mm-hmm. kind of been convinced into minimalist footwear and all these other different things that are kind of a little bit out there. Yeah. But I think all those things just become regular and actually desired once you see the benefit. In it. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that. So for people that would be listening or watching, you know, what I know about you is you're not just you're not just a bodybuilding competitor, mm-hmm. but you you teach yoga. Mm-hmm. You have all kinds of certifications, which is why I really like the idea of working with you because I feel like you're the most holistic trainer that I've ever met and that you know CrossFit, hit. you've taught and led people in tons of those classes. You taught yoga when I met you. Mm-hmm. You were teaching a lot of ladies yoga. You can do Olympic heavy weight, heavy lifting. You know, you've, that, so you, you just know a lot. And then on the nutrition side, I know that you went to school for that. You have all these certifications. And anytime we've ever talked about whether it's paleo, you know, carnivore, um, keto, every single diet, I've always thought you were, you just had a wealth of knowledge about it. So, but it can get so overwhelming yes. and so confusing. And we all live in this world right now where most people are working a lot. They have kids at home. They're tired. They're probably maxed out in every area of the life. And it's not super easy to approach this, especially for someone who has no experience and they don't have, you know, they've never, they just never talked about this. 
so one of the things I always ask you about when we do little stories on social media is for somebody who wants to get in the best shape of their life and stay there, mm -hmm. but they've never talked to a trainer, they're intimidated to go to a gym, mm -hmm. which is new to me. I talk to the girls in my office all the time and they don't like going to gyms because of the environment. I was like, I didn't really ever think about that, but a yeah. lot of people are nervous to go to a gym, which makes sense now. It's crazy how many, especially women tell me when I just get in enough shape, I'll go into that gym with you. Yeah. See, I wasn't even aware of that. So so what are some of the the things that, that people can do to really simplify this and approach it in a really practical way uh, to start? And I think starting with the mind, mm -hmm. like f your thought process, because I think everything starts up here. Absolutely. What would you say some, some, some ways that people can begin that journey of learning that they need to take care of themselves? Because that's really why I wanted to have you here is I know it's important that I have to take care of myself, but I know so many people that this is not even on their grid. Yeah. They don't even think about it. You know, and not being on the grid, I think that's that's perfect. And I think most people, what they need is to find their why. Why should they? I've got you busy, single parent, lots of them struggling, working two jobs, whatever it is. Plenty of reasons why not to. Okay. You find your why. So First, how do they find that? What would be some ways for people to find something that's motivating enough to get up in the morning and work out and start eating different and researching this? You know, it's crazy how different everyone's answer is. Give me some examples of why's you've seen with people. Obviously yours was having a baby. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning. Yeah. And then the why changes, right? You said that at some point you felt better and you're like, I love how I feel. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ever go back to that again. Yeah. Well, um, if you think about what you cared about in different stages of life, I think most people change as they grow. Uh, a lot of the younger people are more selfish reasons. I don't say that in a negative way, but more self-centered and goal. I just want to look better. I want to attract. It's very vain. Yeah. 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 And everyone, you know, they, they want to look good. They want to perform better at sports. When it gets a little older, usually it's when people notice things going wrong that gets them in mm -hmm. I'm out of breath. I can't get down and play with my kids. And then when you get even older, my back hurts, my back hurts. <laughs> and so, and yeah. that's a perfect example. The back is a huge, that one. was mine. If you remember. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah. And so there's two choices. You can do something about it or ignore it and it gets worse. And yeah. luckily we're doing stuff on it, but so many people just ignore it. Um, you well, know, I, let me, let me stop you there real quick. I just want to remind you something. So there was a time not long ago where I had back pain to the point where I could barely walk. I could barely sit. It was mm -hmm. really, really bad. Yeah. So I went to an orthopedic surgeon who's a friend of mine. And he said, you've got two options. I can operate and I can try all these shots or you can do yoga. You can start taking care of yourself and you can commit to that forever. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, you know, thank God for doctors like that who are really trying to help you understand things. And so- I chose option B Yeah, and we started working out together and doing yoga stretching and a lot of lifting. And I'll be honest, like some of the lifting you had me doing, I did not understand how that was going to help my back. Sure. So one of the things I learned with you was, yeah, working out your legs helps your back because every, everything's connected. And I hardly ever deal with back pain like that anymore. Um, so for me, like that was a huge motivator Yeah, is I just didn't want to be in pain and I did not want to have surgery. Yeah. So that's one. Um, I got to imagine that there's a lot of people that they 
don't like that the doctor is telling them that they have to start taking medication. I've seen a lot of people get on diabetes medication, mm -hmm. blood thinners, cholesterol. Yeah. And I know because they're close friends of mine that their doctor told them that they wouldn't have to if they were not obese. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but man, it sure seems like trying to eat better and get in shape would, would be better than having to take a bunch of medication every day. Oh, 100%. It's also more difficult. It is. So um, props to you for choosing the hard one. You know, I believe you can choose hard now or later in life. I'd rather do it now while we're capable and set yourself up for a healthy lifestyle in your golden years than trying to catch up later. Or after you have the first surgery, then you need another and another. And I've had plenty of clients like that who now exercise helps. But if they would have started with that, who knows how good they might feel. Yeah. <clears throat> My orthopedic surgeon friend told me that he was scheduled to go under the knife and have his shoulder operated on by one of his colleagues. And he said that he started doing yoga with his wife and he put the surgery off and put it off. And when I met with him for my back issues, it was, it was like 10 years after that. And he felt better than he had ever felt before. He felt yeah. better in his sixties and he felt in his thirties. Yeah. And this guy is fit. That's powerful. He looks great and he has not had to have any surgery. So, you know, he's a huge proponent of people learning to manage pain mm -hmm. as they get older yeah. by learning how to move their body yeah. and always be physical. So Matt, you said something that I really resonated with. You said, do the hard thing now or do it later. I'm assuming you mean take care of your body now, because if you don't now, you're going to pay the price later. But I'd love to hear what you mean by that. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, going to the gym is hard, especially when it's a new habit, but the benefits for life are so great that it makes it worth it. You know, I love my grandma. She was active a little bit, but by the end of the life, she started scooting, shrinking. And pretty soon after a while, she was kind of doubled over. She never got up, never worked on posture. And every year we could see it decline, decline, decline. Wow. So then you need a walker, you need all these other things. And just to look up and go on a walk was difficult doing something she loves, something so basic. So even though it's hard to get out and walk and take care of yourself now, compared to what it'll be later, it's minute. How many of us take walking for granted? Everyone, <laughs> all of us. And that's, a, that's a pretty great thing. Yeah. You know what? If you are just starting out and you don't know where to go, go for a walk. Yeah. It's beautiful out. Yeah. You know, get sunlight in your eyes, whether it's during sunrise or sunset, there's different ways your body responds with the circadian rhythm. <clears throat> go out with your family. Just go pick somewhere beautiful. Go spend some time outside. Yeah. Just that is huge. You know, there's some great studies that just show about a 15 or 20 minute walk after dinner lowers that blood glucose level by like 30%. So anyone can get up and walk. So it's also great for connecting with your family. A hundred. Like there, I was at a conference last week and we all went around the table and everyone talked about some of the things they do to find connection with their, their family. Mm-hmm. And at least two or three people said that they go for a walk every day yeah. with the dogs, with the family, and they elevated this one activity to be the holy grail of the thing that mm. they do with their family. And it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. I mean, if you're walking, you're probably not going to be looking at your phone. Mm -hmm. You're breathing in fresh air. You're seeing nature. Um, you're doing something active together and your body is moving. Yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense to me. I want to just touch on 
you touched, you talked about going for a walk and mm -hmm. doing practical things to get towards a healthy rhythm in your life. Mm -hmm. Like you and I, we work out together four times a week. And then I try to do a couple things on the weekend. I like to hunt. So there's always hiking and stuff with that. And, and you know, the, the meal plan thing has been a struggle, but we're working on that right now. One of the things that I remember for me that was important when I started was to just get into the habit of going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I did not know what I was doing. I had no training. I did not have magazines. I just went there and I saw what people did and I just did yeah. some working out. And the one, I remember the first time I felt blood, you know, blood flow and oh, yeah. my arms were constricted. Chase that pump. Yep. <laughs> the pump. And, and slowly but surely I started working from a walk to a run. Mm -hmm. And then, I, you know, it started with walking for 10 minutes and running for one minute. Yeah. But over three weeks, I was able to go from one minute to, to five minutes of, of jogging. Yeah. And then over time, this habit not only became a habit, but I also started feeling dopamine, endorphins. I started seeing physical changes in my body. People started making comments. That felt good. Mm -hmm. And and then the the why, I think for me, my why came after I took the actions and I started seeing the results from it. Yeah. It became, I want to feel more like this. And I like when my clothes fit better. Mm -hmm. I like when I have energy and I like seeing these results and I want to see more of them. So I, I wonder how many people, they won't really know their why or their purpose until they get into motion and they start, you know, getting into that journey a little ways. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, starting that habit is one of the most difficult things, but after a while, like you say, you experience the benefits and then pretty soon you feel off if you miss one. And it's, it's really great too. A lot of people find it empowering when they begin, it can be overwhelming to step into a gym. A lot of people who want to get healthy or just even intimidated to step in, like you mentioned, but not only do you go from walk to run, but it's really fun to find out what your body can do. You know, um, you mentioned very graciously, all the different things I've got to try between like different CrossFit styles, Olympic lifting, things like that. And one of the things that keeps me addicted is I didn't know my body could do that wow, that's a fun motion. How do I go through these steps or what's the next thing? You know, you have rings and bars and all this stuff. You feel like a kid again. Yeah. And so you start to go from this thing, like I have to do to what's next. Yeah. It becomes exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, you become a competitor. Absolutely. You're not competing against other people. You're competing against yourself. Yes. And that is incredibly motivating and fun. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's um, one of the things I loved about uh, bodybuilding too. A lot of people on the outside look at it as a very vain pursuit because it's physical in nature, which fair enough. There's a lot of that for sure. What's interesting though, is year after year, you can only control you all up to you. Are you going to wake up? Are you going to do the work? Are you going to eat the food? Sure. Other people may look better in a judge's opinion, but all the work comes down to you. So year after year, just like you mentioned, how I try not to go too far away from my shape. I like to see what I can build, I like to see where I can cut. And every year is just an improvement on myself. Mm -hmm. on there. Yeah. And working out is one of those, are you familiar with what a keystone habit is? Mm -hmm. We, I think we've talked about that. Absolutely. So, you know, the, there's the book, make your bed, whatever that book's called, but it's the, the whole thing about working out is for me, one of the things I've noticed is when you work out and you try to eat well, it's going to have an impact on every other area of your life. You know, we talk about wholeness. For me, when I think about being whole, I'm thinking about marriage, kids, parenting, mm -hmm. 
um, my own self-talk, my spirituality, my money, my job, yeah. my friendships. And working out changes all of those. Like it literally makes me, I'm going to have a better attitude with my wife. Yeah, You know, we're going to have a better connection if I'm healthy. Um, I have the energy when I get home from a crazy day at work to get on the ground and play with my little kids. When I go and play with my friends, my friends all like to do fun things. They like to go hunting. They like to go running. They like, to, you know, and if I was out of shape all the time, I probably would have to change my friends. Yep. My friends are active, you know, they want to do things and I got to be out there with them. And so a keystone habit is one habit that literally changes all your other habits in your life. And I know for me and you and lots of the people we hang out with, when people got in shape, not only did it change their body, but it it improved the quality of every other area of their life. And I'd love to hear you tell me a couple stories. You told me one right before we started here. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that one. Mm -hmm. um, but just some transformational stories, because I think that's what people really need to hear is like where someone started and the process and then where they ended. Mm. Yeah. And I like that keystone habit with working out too, because you're right. Mentally, when you go through the hard stuff, when little day stressors come up in life, you know, you can handle it because you've pushed through whatever you're yeah. doing there now. And I have younger people who are out partying and all these things. And then when it comes down to a goal, they care about enough to diet and stuff and they see how their body feels without it. It changes their life there yeah. too, which bleeds over into finances where they think, okay, uh, maybe I'm 25 and I don't want health insurance, but I'm trying to be as healthy as I can, as long yeah. as I can. And that's a big motivator now. They do. Yeah. Um, and in wholeness in all areas, man, fitness just really does affect. I had a client who was coming to me to train for her first bikini competition. Great lady. She was about 45 at the time. Her youngest kid was about 14. What kind of shape was she in when you first met with her? Typical shape, okay. you know, um, she had done a little walking here, there, not much building up muscle mass. Um, she was typical, I guess you would call her like skinny fat to average in here. Okay. Skinny um, fat's a term, by the way, it's not, it's sorry. It's a real term in the physical world. Yeah. So yeah. essentially what I mean is, uh, like an average, she's build. not, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, not big, but muscle mass low okay. in there. Um, and so when she came to me, you know, we started working out, but most importantly, that diet plan. And she came on about six weeks in, she came to me. She said, I got something a little embarrassing that I want to mention, but I want to thank you. So it's good. Like, can I tell you, it might be awkward. I was like, well, yeah, now I have to know, right? <laughs> like, Bring it on. So she goes, I just want to thank you. Cause last couple of weeks of being on your meal plan, I finally stopped lactating. I was like, lactating. She's her like, oldest son was 14. Yeah. Oldest son was 14 at the time. And you know, there's just, they would eat out all the time, everything delivered in plastics, everything just high in these endocrine disruptors that are in your food without a lot of nourishment. And she had a big hormone imbalance. Wow. And I asked her, I said, your husband's a doctor. He didn't notice. He didn't say anything. And talking to him, I talked to him about, he said, you know, we get like one semester of nutrition in college. And then that's about it. Doctors? Doctors. One semester of nutrition. Unless you start specializing in things that need it. Yeah. It's very low. That's pretty interesting. And not only that, but when a patient comes in with a specific ailment, they don't have time to go into every other area. You know, I think it's very important and it, there would be great benefit talking about nutrition first overall. Yeah. But you know, the healthcare system and everything we have, it's patient in, patient out. They got to do what they got to do. So 
for her, not, you can imagine lactating was just a physical symptom, but her energy improved when her hormones balanced. She felt better, more time and attention for her kids, more energy for her husband, brain fog cleared. And so from there, she felt the difference that carried her on into her work life and her home life and everything else. And it just really transformed the way she felt about herself. I could see her in the gym walking with more confidence, even though it only been, you know, several weeks and there were no big physical changes. She could feel this tide turning in there and wow. really loved it. Okay. So let's just say that somebody is listening to this and they want to get fit. They've struggled. They've tried it. It didn't work. You've seen those people. You've been around those people. Um, I know for me working out at home, having you there and then bringing friends into that has increased my frequency of working out mm -hmm. 10x. So I know for me, like including other in the others in the journey is, is a key strategy that I'll never stop doing. Mm -hmm. um, the food thing though is difficult for all of us as yeah. well. So if you had to give people a couple of tips on something that they could do right now to begin this journey, what would those things be? Count your calories. Okay. Download my fitness pal for free. And whatever you do, just track it for a couple of days and see where you're at. If you don't know, you can't go anywhere from there. That'd be the first one. Just track your calories. Don't worry about macros and worry about vitamins or vegan or this or that. Just write down what you're at, see where you are. Then you can go up to gain weight, down to lose weight. Um, and then just get active, choose something, you know, once you have that good calorie baseline, then you know where to go, but always plan twice as long as you think it's going to be. You won't be disappointed. You might get there early and gain momentum, but you also have to alternate seasons. You know, um, you can only cut calories so low before it becomes detrimental. Then you actually need to add them up to keep healthy and back down. So it's a process. So and count calories and start moving. And expect to do it over and over till you get to where yep. you want. And that's the beginning of a process, which you'll learn, you can stack on that as you go. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of be the entry level. It's funny. I was at a conference with a bunch of people this last week, and there was three different escalators at this hotel to get to the main area down to the lower area where we had the conference. And as I was going up this escalator, I noticed that a lot of people walked to the right and took the stairs mm. and they were pretty fit people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just standing there like, man, this is this is definitely a picture for me. I read a book called Take the Stairs years ago, and this this guy was really talking about like learning to constantly try to do the hard things in life. Yeah, don't don't take the escalator if you can avoid it. Mm -hmm. Take the stairs. Constantly be looking at how can I move more, how can I do those things, and then you touched on you touched a lot on tracking that works in everything, man. Last week we had a podcast. We talked a lot about doing a personal family budget, and I yeah. I was saying how. Even if you're not saving money and you have no plans of saving money, if you just start tracking where the money goes, it will change everything about you. Like that's the beginning for most people is mm -hmm. learning how to track money comes in, money goes out. So that makes a lot of sense. I really appreciate you coming and chatting with me, Matt. Um, we're going to put your information out. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, would that be okay? Whether it's a meal plan or just getting some information about their fitness journey. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And anyone who's ready to commit, we can get you going on whatever you know. If you don't know what you want or where to begin, we can also set up a free consultation here. Mention the Money Hole podcast. We'll get to a half hour consult, whether that be over Zoom or in person, whatever it is. We'll set it up for everyone who likes to give a listen here. Great. Thank you so much, Matt. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Money Hole podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe, download 
and leave us a comment. Thank you.